0: This is They Reminisce Over You. I'm Miguel.
1: And I'm Christina. We wanted to take a minute to make a small request of all our listeners. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Good Pods, or Podchaser, leave us a five-star rating. You can also leave a review as well on Apple, Good Pods, and Podchaser. Ratings and reviews will help us with discoverability and we want to get this out to as many like-minded folks as we can.
0: We want to get on the first page of these podcast apps.
1: And to move up on the charts as well. So help us get the word out.
0: Make sure to follow and interact with us on social media. We're at Troy Podcast on the gram and the bird. Also, check out our website troypodcast.com it's where we post links to a lot of the things that we mentioned in the show as well as transcripts and themed playlists that supplement our episodes and more
1: thank you again for your support you ready to get into the show let's do it welcome back to they reminisce over you i'm christina
0: and i'm miguel on this episode we are talking about one of the greatest groups of 90s r&b actually 90s music in general they brought you songs like the blues feels good whatever you want anniversary let's get down all that good stuff from oakland california tony 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 has done it again <laughs> I don't know why I did that, but <laughs> here we it. are. I did. Yeah. So let's just get no take right backs. In- Yeah, no take backs. <laughs> let's just get right into it. Let's do it. So I remember hearing Tony, Tony, Tony for the first time when I was in junior high school. Mm-hmm. And I say this because Tony, Tony, Tony has a very specific time in my life. Okay. And a very specific memory of riding the school bus to and from. Dotson Junior High in San Pedro, California. They would play the songs a lot on the radio and just listening to the first album last week. I never had the first album, but I knew all of the songs from the first album because they played it on the radio so much. Okay. Little Walter and Born Not to Know, Mm -hmm. all of that stuff was being played on the radio. So I knew it without knowing it, basically. What about you? When was the first time you heard Tony, Tony, Tony?
1: I'm pretty sure it was Feels Good because... I am not familiar with the first album. So Feels Good is their first single off of the second album. So yeah, pretty sure it's that because I definitely remember that song. I liked it, but it wasn't until Whatever You Want. Because I remember liking Feels Good, but it was just like, oh, it's a catchy song. But it wasn't like top of my faves just yet. Yeah. And again, just looking at their discography and the release dates, because I really like Whatever You Want. so Mm -hmm. I think that's probably the one that made me a fan.
0: Yeah, for me, I won't say that I didn't like the first album, Mm -hmm. but it didn't hit me like the second album Mm -hmm. did. I I listened to it because it was always on the radio, like I was saying. But I just thought that Little Walter and (laughs) Born Not (laughs) to Know was a little too preachy for me. Yeah, I understood the message they were trying to get across, but I was like, "Eh, it's kind of corny. Yeah, after
1: school special.
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And then the videos... Had Sinbad in him, so I couldn't take it seriously.
1: I was just about to say, was that Sinbad playing the grandma (laughs) in Born Not to Know? He
0: played the grandma in Born Not to Know, and he was Little Walter in Little Walter. Oh,
1: I didn't watch that video.
0: (laughs) So I can't take (laughs) that video seriously when Sinbad is doing Sinbad stuff.
1: Right. (laughs) So
0: (laughs) I didn't really get on board until the second album. Mm -hmm. And at that point, I was all in. Mm Mm-hmm. So like you said, feels good. It never rains in Southern California, whatever you want, all that stuff. That's when I was really in because they did like some new Jack swing ish stuff. Mm -hmm. And I've mentioned on this pod several times how I really wasn't into 90s R&B because it kind of felt gimmicky to me, like some. Diet hip hop is what <laughs> it felt like a lot of r acts were doing. Like who? Just the whole New Jack swing stuff. Okay. It, it sounded like they wanted to be hip hop, but didn't want to go all the way to hip hop. And I just really couldn't get into a lot of it. Okay. But what I liked about Tony, Tony, Tony is when they would give you like whatever you want mm-hmm. or It Never Rains. It had a lot of live instrumentation in yes. it. So it reminded me of the 70s R&B that I really like. Right. So that's what drew me in.
1: Yeah, I was thinking that technically they are a male R&B group, but they don't really fit into the discussion of like, say, the the Jodeces. Yeah. The the boys, because they're they're more. I think of them as a band. Right. Like even though these other acts groups or solo acts may have live instrumentation, it's not like having a full band as yeah. the group. Right. So I saw in an interview that I think Rafael Sadiq said he didn't like being called, um, what were people calling them? Not vintage. What's the word? Like. Basically saying they're old school soul. Right. right. He's like, it's just soul or whatever. Yeah. But they, they are kind of, <laughs> they're more reminiscent of 70s style soul.
0: <laughs> yeah, they do have a lot of that in their DNA. That sounds like it could have come out in the late 60s. Right. But a little bit updated. Yeah. But yeah, that's what drew me in was mm-hmm. the, the live instrumentation and whatnot. Definitely. And since you really didn't listen to the first album. Did you go back and listen to it this week?
1: I did. I think maybe if I had listened to this in 88, I probably would have liked it. But since I'm listening to it now, I have no kind of nostalgia attached to it. So it just sounds like old music. Right. (laughs) Right. So if I had to pick a song, it would be For the Love of You. but. Again, like I said, it's because that one has
0: the elements of older songs yes, (laughs) rather than the New Jack Swing style that they were doing at that time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Same for me. That would be the one that I would choose as my favorite song from the album. Either that or Who's Loving You. Either of those two.
1: There is one song that did stand out. I was just about to skip it. It's called 261.5.
0: I was trying to figure out what could that possibly yes. mean because I'm like, it's not temperature. Yeah. It's not a phone number. It's not Do a radio numbers. station. Like, what could this possibly be?
1: Yeah. So if you don't know the song, it starts off with a little monologue, right?
0: It's a courtroom scene and a judge is speaking mm-hmm. and then he says that he's they've been accused of violating California penal code two six one point five. So I'm thinking, okay. You've done little Walter. Yeah. You've done born not to know this song is going to be about the black man's struggles with the (laughs) penal system. So I'm expecting that to happen. And the judge says that they're guilty of what did he say? Falling in love with a minor.
1: So he goes falling in love. And then when I heard that part, I was like, oh, it's some little corny thing of like, oh my God, like throw me in jail. I fell in love. Yes. And then with a minor i'm like excuse me what
0: yeah (laughs) i literally said nigga what out loud to myself as soon as i heard it because like i said i've never had the album right so i've never heard this song (laughs) before until a couple days ago Uh uh-huh and yeah it was a different time
1: it gets worse
0: the 80s were a different time but come on man it
1: gets worse so now we know that 261.5 is the penal code for relations with a minor.
0: And I had to look it up to verify that this was actually the code. So it was.
1: Yeah. And he's talking about a 15 year old. Yeah. And not only is he talking about a 15 year old, he said, she came on to me and now I fell a victim (laughs) to 261.5. Like okay
0: so i heard that it was like you know what let me just get out move on to the next album
1: yeah and i'm (laughs) mad though that the song is kind of catchy it
0: is (laughs) it is but
1: but i'm like i can't be sitting here listening to you talking about how a 15 year old came on to you and you just couldn't resist
0: yeah so i had to get out quick and move on to the second album yeah
1: so i'm like uh you know what maybe some of y'all need to like revisit some of your old discography and maybe
0: destroy <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, that one was rough.
1: Like, damn, really? Ugh.
0: <laughs> so that wasn't on my favorites list. No. But moving on to the revival. Here we go. This is where the jams start. Right, coming let's in. talk
1: about the revival. Yeah. So
0: <laughs> like we said, feels good. It Never Rains in Southern California. Mm-hmm. The blues, which is probably my favorite one on the album.
1: Oh, is that so?
0: All you ever get me is the blues. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, th- this is all the shit that I'm into.
1: Yeah, I really like uh, Whatever You Want. It was a toss-up between that and It Never Rains. Of course. But I picked Whatever You Want in the end.
0: Yeah, I, I can see that being a good pick. Everybody loves Whatever You Want.
1: Although the first time I went to California, it rained most of the time.
0: <laughs> it rains in the video. So,
1: yeah, but he's in New York.
0: No, they're in California.
1: But he says he's in New York and then he's going to come visit her in California.
0: Right. And I when, thought the
1: rainy scenes was in New York.
0: Well, at the end of the video, they're standing on a cliff in oh. California in the rain. Oh.
1: <laughs> Lies. That always
0: bothered me. <laughs> like, how you going to say it never rains? He brought but
1: the rain with you. You're him.
0: standing in the rain. <laughs> But yeah, I like that one. Mm-hmm. And with whatever you want, I was watching an interview with Raphael on The Breakfast Club from like two or three years ago. Mm-hmm. And Charlemagne being Charlemagne, he asked him, like, you can go out and tour and make money as Tony, Tony, Tony. What do the other dudes bring to the table? <laughs> so <laughs> he was like, "No, nah, Dwayne, he's a great musician. He's a great writer. And Timothy as well. They bring stuff to the table. It's not just me. Right. And he says that I think it was It Never Rains. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was It Never Rains in Southern California, mm-hmm. where he said that they're on tour somewhere. Timothy was getting ready to go off with a girl. He walks into the room, tosses him a cassette, and just leaves. <laughs> And he starts playing it and it's like the finished song of It Never Rains in Southern California, minus the lyrics. Mm-hmm. So he's like, No, they bring stuff to the table. <laughs> it's not just me. Yeah. They're part of this too. But like Charlemagne being Charlemagne. He has to be Charlemagne. Yeah. He's like, they can't do stuff without you. And he's like, they've been touring ever since I left. <laughs> like, they they don't need me.
1: For their next album, they had a little one single in the Boys in the Hood soundtrack, Me and You, which I love.
0: Yeah, and that wasn't supposed to be a Tony, Tony, Tony song. Oh. Or it isn't a Tony, Tony, Tony song. That, it's it his, isn't? It's his first solo song. But oh. the record label president said that you can't put out a Raphael Wiggins song. Mm. It has to say Tony, Tony, Tony on it. Okay. So he said that they forced him to put Tony 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 as the group. Right. But it's his first solo song.
1: Okay. Well, he managed to get a official solo song later on as well. (laughs) Yeah, he said that
0: one only happened because he had changed his name to Raphael Sadiq. Mm. Raphael Wiggins was signed to this one, but Raphael Sadiq was able to put that out. And that was the first thing he did as Mm -hmm. Raphael Sadiq.
1: Was ask of you on the higher learning And he
0: said John Singleton was like, Well, Raphael Sadiq going to be on this album, so <laughs> <laughs> you can't do anything about this. Okay. But yeah, the, the soundtrack stuff was really big. And he said John Singleton came to him, didn't tell him what the movie was about, just described the scene as Nia Long and some kid Cuba Gooding as some kid <laughs> and write a song for it. And he did. Okay. And that was it.
1: That's one of my favorite, quote unquote, Tony, Tony, Tony songs.
0: (laughs) Technically, Tony, Tony, Tony. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, I like that one too. Mm -hmm. Which led us into the Sons of Soul album. Yes. Which came out the following year. Uh They went to Trinidad and stayed there for like four months during the making of this album. And that kind of gave them the inspiration. And you can tell on this album is where they kind of started drifting away from the quote unquote New Jack Swing era. Yeah. And more into the live instrumentation that they're known for.
1: There is some mention of New Jack Swing on If I Had No Loop.
0: Yes. <laughs> and I've been searching for this tweet that I saw a couple of years ago and I cannot find it. Where this woman said that she was listening to like a throwback radio station and Tony, Tony, Tony came on and all she heard was you can new Jack swing from my nuts. <laughs> and she had never heard that before.
1: Same. You know what? <laughs> and I know exactly that part, but I never just heard the words.
0: Yeah, had samples, ice cubes, the nigga you love to hate. Mm-hmm. And. It's throughout the whole song. Yeah, he says, you can do Jack swing from my nuts. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not the nigga you love to hate. I I forget the name of it, but it's on Ice Cube's second album. Yeah. And it just samples him saying, you can do Jack swing from my nuts.
1: (laughs) Throughout the song. (laughs) And now I'm just like, how did I miss that? It's not (laughs) like they just snuck it in once. It's on the song many times.
0: (laughs) It's all throughout the song. (laughs) But yeah, they did that one, which Listening to the song now, mm-hmm. and I really never paid attention to it until I was listening to it the other day. Mm-hmm. They're talking shit about, like, fake friends like Drake always, yeah. <laughs> about how you only come around yeah. when I got money and mm-hmm. you want to do this and that.
1: And I was like, oh, okay,
0: I, I see what you're doing here.
1: Mm-hmm. They're so funky with it that yeah. you just, like, <laughs> not really paying attention to. You jack
0: swing from a nuts <laughs> and just grooving <laughs> along. If I had no loot. but yeah, there was what slow wine.
1: That's the Trinidad influence. Yeah. Uh,
0: lay your head Head on on my my pillow pillow. anniversary Mm -hmm. leaving. So this was another one that had a bunch of jams on it too.
1: Yeah. There's a, another song that's not a single, which is hilarious. My (laughs) ex-girlfriend. I can't remember the melody now, but the line is like, my "My ex-girlfriend is a hoe. hoe. (laughs) I was trying to make sure I could remember the melody so I could sing the line as is, but now I forgot how the song actually goes. I
0: completely forgot about the chorus.
1: It. Is, My ex girlfriend is a hoe. <laughs> yeah, I not that melody though. But <laughs>
0: completely forgot about that song.
1: Yeah, you know what? I was listening to the album on title, and that song is not available there, but it's available on one of these like weird compilations, which makes no sense since it's not a single. So I almost missed this gem. <laughs> until I realized that there weren't songs available on Tidal and I switched over to Spotify and heard it there. But yeah, I almost missed it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know all the singles, but there's some album cuts that I hadn't heard yet.
0: But yeah, that was another favorite of mine. What is your favorite song on this album?
1: You know, at first I was going to say Anniversary, but when I was re-listening to If I Had No Loot, it's just so like... Funky makes you want to dance. I think it depends on my mood because okay. I would say that I like them the same amount, but like they're not comparable. So you yeah. have one tempo one and then one smooth one. So I don't know. One of those two.
0: All right. I'm going with pillow.
1: That was a strong contender as well. But of the slow songs, I think for me, Anniversary Edges it out a little bit. OK.
0: And following that up a couple years later. Even though technically they have broken up at this point, Mm -hmm. but they decided to give it one last go with the House of Music album from 96, Mm -hmm. which to me is their best work. Thoughts?
1: Well, I know that you probably like Let's Get Down because it's a DJ Quick production. I do.
0: (laughs) And... We listened to it before we actually started recording, Mm -hmm. but I never noticed until I was living in Vegas, how much of the melody of Nirvana smells like teen spirit
1: Mm -hmm. lives
0: in this song. Yes. Like the let's get down. Let's get Mm -hmm. down. That part is obvious, but I was at a club in Vegas and I don't remember who the DJ was. Most likely it was DJ AM because he was known for doing these kind of mashups and Mm -hmm. whatnot. And it starts playing But they're playing Smells Like Teen Spirit at the same time. I'm like, this is fucking brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) Like, how do you come up with this? But the more it started to play, I'm like, wait a minute. They use the entire melody from this song to build Let's Get Down. Yeah. And I just played you the uh, YouTube video of the Nirvana instrumental with the vocals of Let's Get Down, Mm -hmm. and it fits perfectly.
1: It does for me you said it was obvious but i didn't catch it right away with the let's get down let's get down but like after you hear it, you're like oh that's the same yeah. thing <laughs> but the the rest of it too fits perfectly
0: yeah i only caught that let's get down part but the entire song is based off of the melody of smells like teen spirit and i love it <laughs> but i love the whole album not just the, the quick production but the entire album is by far, my favorite Tony, Tony, Tony stuff. Mm-hmm. I think Loving You might be my favorite Tony, Tony, Tony yeah. song. Yeah,
1: I was about to say, when I was re-listening to it, I was like, okay, this one's my favorite song. And then when I was just looking at Wikipedia, I'm like, wait, this wasn't a single? Nope. It's funny how there are so many songs that are never official singles, but they're like fan favorites. Yeah. And sometimes it might even be one of the best songs of the album. Because right. I was like, I swear... I hear the song everywhere, though. <laughs> how did I hear it? Because I didn't have the I don't remember. I don't think I had the album. OK, so I'm not sure how I know the song. If it wasn't an official single, maybe I did have the album. I don't know.
0: I definitely did because mm-hmm. I used to ride around in my ashy Corolla <laughs> with the 15s in the trunk. Mm-hmm. Just slamming this <laughs> flying down the 110 freeway up. It's a Tony, Tony, <laughs> Tony.
1: And this is one of those things where we talk about sometimes you're a fan of somebody without knowing you're a fan of somebody. Because, like, I remember seeing DJ Quick in the video, but I didn't realize, like, who he was. Okay, You know how so many, like, R&B-ish songs in the 90s would always have, like, a rap or something, right? So I kind of thought DJ Quick was just like, oh, here's the requisite rap. So
0: basically you thought Quick was like Tupac's brother on Feels Good. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Mo Preem.
0: Mo Sadie's, (laughs) Mo Mo Preem quite a nice
1: fellow (laughs)
0: Mercedes the mellow you thought that's what quick was doing yeah
1: i didn't realize who he like what he was i knew who he was in terms of name and what he looked like and i'd see him on things here and there but like i didn't realize what he was i (laughs) thought it was like oh he's gonna come in and do the rap
0: (laughs) no this is a dj quick g1 production
1: but now that i'm more familiar with his work I can tell by yeah. listening to it now. I'm like, okay, this is definitely a DJ Quick production. <laughs> but I didn't know at the time.
0: Mercedes <laughs> the Mellow. Quite a nice fellow. <laughs>
1: oh man.
0: <laughs> so what is your favorite on the album? Loving you? Yep. Okay. That's the one. Yeah, that's hands down. Probably my favorite Mm -hmm. Tony, Tony, Tony song. And I don't know why. It just is.
1: You don't have to have a reason. I don't. (laughs) (laughs) What I did notice about just listening to all these albums is there's not really any like obvious bad songs. You know what I mean? Like there may be songs that I would skip or maybe not purposely listen to, but pretty much all their albums you can just leave on. Yeah. You know, background music in this cafe that we keep saying we're going to have someday (laughs) or like work music or something you know like it just kind of works to just have it on yeah because I think that their focus on the live instrumentation and stuff that just everything just kind of sounds nice yeah
0: and on this album even the stuff that isn't live and it's like samples Mm. and drum machines it sounds a lot like the stuff that Dilla was making Mm. and q-tip because they were kind of working together at this time he wasn't officially a member of the uma but he was always around so the little idiosyncrasies of the production how it's not always on beat it's slightly off a little bit you can see the dilla influence in that and how it sounds so it sounds a lot like the stuff they were doing with Mm d'angelo a lot of the tribe calls tribe called quest (laughs) up <laughs> the, a tribe called quest stuff towards the end mm-hmm. you can see that they were influencing each other and this sounds a lot like it would fit in with the soul Aquarian stuff even yes. though he wasn't a soul Aquarian, Yeah, but he was he, always around right. doing stuff with him
1: i thought he was because i actually looked it up when i was watching the video for be here with d'angelo and also they did a performance together and I was just thinking about how Raphael Sadiq's solo stuff sounds even more like sort of the yeah. D'Angelo Soul Quarry stuff. So I looked up and I was like, is Wikipedia wrong? And sometimes <laughs> it's wrong because it says he's not part of them. No, he wasn't. <laughs> like
0: he would come in, do a song or two and get out. But he was like on everybody's stuff. Yeah. He's on the Badu stuff. He's on Common stuff. He's on some of the Tribe Call Quest stuff. But he was never a Soul yeah. Aquarian himself.
1: I saw an in interview where he said he was in town and he was like, I feel like smoking weed. And he's like, who who would have weed? Oh, I know D'Angelo's recording at, uh, was it Electric? Electric Ladies? Lady. He's like, oh, D'Angelo probably has some. I'll just stop by. And he just showed up at the studio. D'Angelo's there. Was like, come in and do a song. And then they wrote one of the songs together. Yeah. I can't remember which one. So I was like, oh, you just like roll up to the studio for a joint and end up making a song together, but you're not part of Silk Right.
0: And I guess that's just how it was. He comes in, does his thing and leaves. Yeah, I was reading that doing stuff like that is kind of the reason that he actually left Tony, Tony, Tony. Mm-hmm. He said there was some issues with allocations of funds as well, <laughs> but most of it was he had these things that he wanted to do,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but... The rest of the group really didn't want to do it. Mm. So he would be like, all right, I'm just going to toss this song over here to this person. Let them do it. And then I'm going to give this to this person. And he says, looking back on it now, he should have talked to them more Mm -hmm. about what he was feeling. But he was like, you know what? I'm out. And just stop answering phone calls and stop showing up to things because he said that in their minds, he's just looking to go solo. Right. But he's like, I don't want to be a solo artist. I like being in bands because that's more fun. Mm. But since none of them actually spoke on it, it actually ended up happening because he's like, I'm just going to go and (laughs) stop answering phone calls and whatnot. And that became the start of his solo career. Mm. Cause he said he wanted to be a producer and a songwriter. Right. And he wanted to do types of music that they weren't doing in Tony, 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 mm. because even though he left Tony, 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 he immediately got into a Lucy Pearl. Right. So <laughs> it's not like he wanted to be solo.
1: He just wanted to do something else.
0: Yeah. He just wanted to expand a little bit, mm. but it worked out.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and that's it. Just, yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm just, <laughs> Thinking that as much as I liked the Tony, Tony, Tony stuff, I think his solo stuff and the Lucy Pearl stuff actually fits more into what I had generally liked about 90s music and early 2000s, Lucy Pearl was like 2000. Yeah. The first album came out. I loved Ask of You on the Higher Learning soundtrack. That's more of the um, the neo-soul sound (laughs) that all the neo-soul people hate being called, but I don't know if maybe it's because like without having the band that the sound sounded more like that rather than sort of the traditional soul, which I do like. But for me personally, that sound of the 90s was what I prefer. Okay, Yeah. So I find that the Tony, Tony, Tony stuff is traditional soul. I mean, it was updated. didn't sound like old music, but you definitely see more of the influence with the band.
0: Yeah. And the Lucy Pearl stuff was kind of like a bridge Mm -hmm. between the two. It had some elements of Tony, 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 and they were even on one of the songs. Yes. But it also sounds a lot like the stuff he was going to start doing a little bit later with his own solo albums.
1: And it had more of a hip hop influence.
0: Yeah, because the Instant Vintage album, Mm -hmm. which was Raphael's first solo album, I really like that one too. Mm -hmm. I don't like it as much as the Tony, Tony, Tony stuff, but it has one of my favorite songs on it, Still Ray. Mm -hmm. So that pushes it up on the list for me.
1: Well, I love Still Ray, but you know, I'm going to pick Be Here with D'Angelo. Of course, (laughs) I'm aware. (laughs) I think I told you this before, but in the video, his leading lady is uh, Emmett's mama from The Shy. Yes, (laughs) yes. And it was funny seeing her because the most recent time we saw her was playing his mom. (laughs) <laughs> and in the video, there's all these girls dancing out in front of their motel. And she just comes right up in this car, comes sauntering out like, move, bitches.
0: <laughs> I'm here now.
1: Yeah. And I'm like, hey, that's Emmett's mama. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man. Like, y'all can go home. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're done here. <laughs> so I assume that's your favorite song on the yes. Instant Vintage
1: album. Yes. And you like Still Ray because of the sample? <laughs>
0: Well, it's not exactly a sample, but it has the the feel Mm -hmm. and the elements of still DRE, but in his own little way. Mm -hmm. And there's a tuba solo, too.
1: Yeah, I was watching his Tiny Desk concert and he was saying, I can't remember exactly, but I think he said he wanted to or he did go to Texas A&M, I think. And he just loved the bands and stuff. Right. So he was saying it was like his goal to feature, a tuba in, (laughs) in a song. And he and finally got was. the chance because he was saying that they were bothering him about like, oh, the song doesn't have a hook yet. He's like the tuba. That,
0: that's <laughs> that's the funny. Hook. <laughs> Just this random tuba. Solo. Yeah.
1: So he ended his Tiny Desk concert with that song and they really highlighted the tuba. Because <laughs> right. you have to. Yeah.
0: You have to do
1: it. Yeah. You don't hear tubas very often.
0: No, <laughs> not at all.
1: <laughs> Especially as the focal point. So that's pretty good, too. But. You know, if D'Angelo's on it and that they sound really good together, too. It's not yeah. even just like, oh, I'm just going to automatically pick D'Angelo like they work really. They sound really good together. Right.
0: And they're always performing their yeah. version of bring it home to me <laughs> where they change the lyrics a little bit. Yeah. To fit them. Mm-hmm. Like the one you sent me the other day when they were performing on the Chris Rock show.
1: There was a comment that said something like they went from the blues to the juke joint to church in five minutes, <laughs> and yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that was
0: pretty much what it was. <laughs> so the next album is Ray Ray, mm-hmm. and what I like about his solo stuff, and this continues with the albums after this as well, is they're all themed, and he kind of sticks to that theme. Mm-hmm. This one is basically the soundtrack to a exploitation flick, so much so that the first song or the intro is called Black Exploitation. <laughs> yeah. So this looks and feels like an album that would be about a pimp in Oakland in <laughs> 1973, which yeah. is why he's standing next to this Mercury Cougar with his suit on right. and a glass of cognac <laughs> as Ray Ray. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure I can figure out which song you're going to like on this album.
1: So, I actually hadn't heard this album before, so when I scanned the track list, surprise, surprise, I went straight to the Teedra Moses tracks first. Of course. <laughs> I can't remember the name now, but it's one of her tracks that I like the best.
0: Uh, you have "Sheik" and I Want You Back?
1: I think it's I Want You Back.
0: Okay. And they're back-to-back on the yeah, album, too.
1: That's why it makes it even harder to remember, <laughs> I think. But it's one of the songs with her is the one I like the best. Yeah. But I will say... I like this album overall better than Instant Vintage because I don't know if that needed to be 19 tracks.
0: Well, that's like most albums (laughs) that were out around that time. They didn't need to be as long as they were.
1: But okay, so I like Ray Ray better overall as an album. But Instant Vintage had those two monster singles with Be Here, Still Ray. And I don't think Ray Ray has big hits like that. But as a complete album, I like this one better.
0: Okay, I like the Ray Ray theme. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite one on this. Or I know Suggy Otis.
1: Those two.
0: <laughs> yeah. Those two because he's at least on the I know Shuggy Otis. He's talking a lot of shit and I like it.
1: Because <laughs> that's what you like.
0: Yes, <laughs> I'm into that. Uh, but like I said, it, it sticks to a theme mm-hmm. with like being a soundtrack to a black exploitation film. Right. and I like that.
1: So maybe that's why this album felt more cohesive because it had a a specific theme, whereas I don't think Instant Vintage did did it. Not I think really. That was more of like I just want to try a bunch of different things.
0: Yeah, that one was more of this is what y'all know me for, mm-hmm. and I'm going to give you all of it. All the things that you know that I can do yeah. is going to be on In this 19 album. Nineteen
1: tracks. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Around the same time, the rest of Tony 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 minus Raphael performed and produced "Diary" with Alicia Keys. Yes, on her album
1: yeah you know what I was confused by that because I didn't hear Raphael and I was like Tony 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 and then there was this other guy Jermaine Paul who was more prominently featured so I was like
0: and he has no affiliation yeah. with Tony Tony so Tony. I was
1: like how is this featuring Tony 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 so
0: because it's the, the band the, the
1: rest of the band the, yes. the
0: other five guys yes. were there
1: yeah so that had always confused me but now it's been cleared up <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think that is one of the few Alicia Keys songs that I like. Okay. Because of Tony, Tony, Tony being on it. You didn't
1: like the first album, at least?
0: It's okay. Like I said, it's one of the few songs that I like. I'm not a huge Alicia Keys fan because Uh I think she does too much sometimes. Mm. And right now I'm thinking of that video where she's screaming (laughs) and she throws her head back.
1: I like the early stuff, the first couple albums, but the the later albums, I just don't work for me. But we're not here to talk too much about Alicia Keys. Yeah,
0: but that Diary song is brilliant. I really like that. It's basically, like I said, Tony, Tony, Tony with Alicia replacing Raphael.
1: And this Jermaine Paul guy. And
0: that Jermaine Paul guy. (laughs) That's pretty much all that they've done Mm -hmm. as a group. I saw a couple singles that they've released over the years, but I had never heard of them until yesterday. But Dwayne has been involved in a lot of production since Raphael left. I did not know that he was instrumental in getting Destiny's Child signed.
1: Oh, I did not know that either.
0: Yeah, he was part of the team that got them their deal. Mm-hmm. He wrote and produced on the first three albums, so he was instrumental in that. Keisha Cole, he was instrumental in helping getting her career off the ground with, again, production and songwriting.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Keilani Her, Zendaya did an album, okay. but they all have the Oakland connection and Mm. he's kind of been involved. If you are a young artist coming up in Oakland, apparently you went through Dwayne. Okay. Because he's pretty much plugged in with everybody, it seems.
1: Well, Destiny's Child didn't come up in Oakland.
0: They didn't. (laughs) I don't know how they ended up with him, but when they first started, they ended up in Oakland recording with him. And like I said, he wrote and produced on the first three albums. And I saw that Kailani, her, and Zendaya was supposed to be in a group together. Okay. With his sons. And Keilani actually recorded with them. Uh huh. And they were alike on America's Got Talent or The Voice, one of these singing shows before they all individually went solo. Okay. Yeah. He's been involved behind the scenes and still touring with Tony, Tony, Tony since 1998 or whenever Raphael bounced. Yeah. So they've been doing stuff, Uh as Raphael said. They bring things to the table. But in terms of new music, they haven't really done much. But he's continued to do things. So his next album after Ray Ray was The Way I See It, which came out in 2008.
1: I did not get a chance to listen to it.
0: I like it because it's kind of like in the same vein of Adele's early stuff and Amy Winehouse. Mm. Sharon Jones and Dap Kings, basically all the British artists who do American music (laughs) Uh where they basically try and do like Philly soul Motown, all that kind of stuff. Okay. That's what this album sounds like. Okay. So much so that he was dressing that way for Mm -hmm. like two years. Everywhere (laughs) you saw him, he was wearing a suit with a skinny tie and dark frame glasses (laughs) looking like David Ruffin. (laughs) (laughs) But, but, I really like that one because, like I said, it, it sticks to a theme and it sounds very Motownish. Okay. And I assume you didn't listen to Stone Rolling either?
1: No, I didn't get to that part of the list. Okay. Or Jimmy Lee.
0: Yeah, same thing with Stone Rolling. It sounds very like late 60s, early 70s psychedelic rock and a little bit of the blues as well. Okay. So that one has a full theme and same with Jimmy Lee. That one It has a lot of talk about depression and drug use Mm -hmm. and just people struggling with substance abuse. He dedicated it to his brother, Jimmy Lee, who died of an overdose. Mm -hmm. And that one, it sounds closer to the early Tony, Tony, Tony stuff. Well, not early, but late 90s, Tony, (laughs) Tony, 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 the house of music type stuff. Okay. It's not as fun (laughs) because, (laughs) like I said, it is dealing with like personal issues. Right. But it still sounds good. Okay. So I would recommend that you check those out, too.
1: Yeah, I just, it was a a lot to listen to. And (laughs) I didn't give myself enough time. (laughs) It is.
0: Just recently, though, they announced that they're getting back together and going on tour. Mm -hmm. There's been no dates announced yet, so we don't know when it's going to happen. But when it does, we're going to go. (laughs) Okay.
1: Now, they announced, but... Which version of Tony, Tony, Tony?
0: Raphael's in the mix. He's going to be on tour with them. Okay. Because, like I said, they're still touring and they have been. Mm -hmm. So, that version of Tony, Tony, Tony is still out in the world. Because I saw a tweet a couple weeks ago where someone recorded them performing and he said, I've been here for three songs and I just realized (laughs) that is not Raphael Sadiq (laughs) on stage. So, of course, People were replying with phony, phony, phony (laughs) (laughs) and Tony, Tony, Anthony, (laughs) just a whole bunch of different funny tweets about the fact that Raphael wasn't there. But if you go to the website, it says that the dates with Raphael will be posted soon. Okay, so we'll see when those get posted. We're going to go see that version.
1: I mean, like we're almost halfway through 2023 already like they yeah post these dates anytime <laughs>
0: hopefully it comes soon but when they do announce the dates we're gonna have to go okay because they might not do this ever again right <laughs> so <laughs> i'm taking the opportunity to see these people
1: while we can yes so and since we've been going outside
0: yeah we back in the streets now we got yes. A few for the more, most con- part. yeah, a few more <laughs> concerts lined up over the next couple months. We got Beyonce.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We're going to see Wu Tang and De La Soul and Nas. Yep. We're going to see the LL Cool J tour that he's doing for the Hip Hop 50th. Don't know who's going to be at that, but a lot of people are on the bill, and it depends on which city they're going to be in. So, be out here, We in these streets. <laughs> <laughs> so, is there anything you would recommend? For people to listen to from Tony, 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 Raphael, any of that.
1: So my recommendation would be Sons of Soul for Tony, Tony, Tony. I think that's the one I like best overall. And as I was saying of solo Raphael's Deek, I liked Ray Ray best overall. And the Lucy Pearl album, because I really like it, even though it was one and done. But yeah. Uh, it's a, a pretty good album. <laughs> it is, and it's really interesting seeing how these three, who come from three very different groups, kind of mesh all together, right? And they they really lay that on thick in the first track, where they <laughs> literally mix songs from Tribe and Vogue and yeah. Tony 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 all together. So, in case you didn't know, <laughs> <laughs> this is where we come from. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, For me, I don't have one specific thing. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to tell our listeners to check out the playlist because it's going to have everything on it. We're going to have some Tony, Tony, Tony. Mm -hmm. We're going to have some D'Angelo, some Solange, Beyonce, T Moses, all that.
1: Yeah, we didn't even really like we mentioned it, but I didn't even have time to go through all the the stuff that they do for other people. Yeah, (laughs) so
0: just go ahead and check out TroyPodcast.com and Check out the playlist for this episode and yep. that would be my recommendation is <laughs> yep. all the stuff that's on there. Yep. And I asked you this last episode and you had something to say.
1: I know. So I missed up because I don't. You have time. nothing to <laughs> say
0: before we leave now. Nope. That's all right. I'm so, done. so we had a one episode streak where you did have something to say at the end. Yeah. Just not this
1: time. Not this time because I'm getting hungry.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. On that note, it's time for us to wrap this up. Thank you again for listening to They Reminisce Over You. Check out TroyPodcast.com, like I said, for links to the playlist, links to videos that we mentioned, just all the stuff that we mentioned in this episode. You can go to TroyPodcast.com slash newsletter. Where you can sign up for our monthly newsletter Get some goodies in your inbox once a month And it's free You can follow us on social media At Troy Podcast on the Bird And the Gram
1: And Facebook
0: Yes and (laughs) Facebook I gotta remember to start saying that now We are available on Facebook now Facebook.com slash Troy Podcast Can't say how active We're gonna be over there but there is A Facebook page so if you're a Facebook person Jump on over there uh, if you're looking to buy some merch, you can go to nothing but a t thang. That's our store. T-E-E-T-H-A-N-G dot com. T com if you want to buy some t-shirts, hats, Bugs, keychains, socks, socks. We have a definitely. bunch of stuff that doesn't relate to the podcast, so go check that
1: out I mean, as technically well. Technically, it does. It
0: does. We do have some pod stuff on there, mm-hmm. but we also have things that are just lifestyle.
1: Yeah. And, and
0: things that we like.
1: Yeah. And hopefully over the next few weeks that's gonna get a little revamp and a few more products so yeah go check keep it out keep checking back
0: yeah it might even be a discount code hitting the streets
1: mm-hmm. if you want to find out you have to sign up for the new flag. exactly yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and on that note we are out of here we'll be getting in your ear holes again in another two weeks so deuces silly gooses
1: <laughs>